I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. Today we're going to do a contender profile for the 2023 Roland Garros. I'm Anthony Hirsch. Uh, happy to present this. Uh, we're doing Daniel Medvedev, the new king of clay, some might say, after his uh, huge win at the Rome Masters. Crazy win. I, I mean, for some people, I'm sure it came out of nowhere, but... You know, he, he, he has this defensive game that can work well for Clay. It's just somehow he's never put it together, even like he's almost convinced himself he has to be terrible on the surface. Puts it together, beats Tsitsipas, the 2021 Roland Garros finalist. He beats Holger Runa, the uh, quarter finalist at last year's Roland Garros, you know fantastic run he pulls together so so there are a few things that i want to go over i want to go over kind of medvedev's past clay results this season i want to go over his past clay results in past seasons i want to go over just how his clay stats compare um what his recent form has been what his play style is if that can adapt to clay well and what it's looking like for this role in garros just these, and also what his draw is for Roland Garros. These different things that you have to consider going into a big event like this. So Medvedev's first opponent is Saboth Wild. And I, I've seen a few people raising some alarms for this guy. I know he's a bit of a clay specialist. And uh, he's a young guy, 23 years old. He, he's been doing pretty well. But honestly, I, I don't think he's much of a threat. Medvedev's in fantastic form. He's he's really been able to back up good results with more good results. Saboth Wild also this month lost to a guy outside of the top 200, almost outside of the top 250. So no offense to Saboth Wild, but I don't see that one going more than three sets at most four sets. I think Medvedev definitely gets through that one. And then he's got Payor Hallis. And um, I wouldn't worry about... Either of these guys, uh, too. Paya, Paya is good on clay. Hallis uh, has been doing well on clay. I didn't think his game would adapt that well, although his form's been really good this season, playing well above his ranking, beating a lot of great guys. I remember beating D uh, Demonor, um, a few other guys, but I don't think he. I don't think he's somebody that much to worry about. He played Medvedev back in Miami. And I was expecting that to be a huge challenge for Danielle. And Danielle just like brushed him aside. I think it was 6-4-6-2 on the uh, bit slow conditions of Miami. It was a bit quicker this year. And it's not as slow as like Indian Wells. And it's definitely not as slow as Roland Garros. But it was a good sign that uh, Medvedev could get through that one. So even though Hollis has that like aggressive game, that big serve that can really sometimes test Medvedev. I don't think it's a big test. So I, I definitely see Medvedev making third round. I don't even have a worry, to be honest, especially especially knowing this crazy season where he's backed up finals with finals and just carried on this crazy momentum like a machine. So I'm not seeing it slow down in the first two rounds. Then he's got, let's see who he's got next. Uh, after the round of 64, we move to the third round where he's got Nishioka, or maybe J.J. Wolf is another name I threw in there, because 
I don't really like how Nishioka plays on clay. I don't like how Wolf plays on clay either. But I don't know who's getting through this. Medvedev has a good draw. Medvedev has a pretty good draw. And um, it, it's like Nishioka can't hurt Medvedev. Both of the guys that I put up here, they're talented guys, but I don't see either of them hurting. Maybe JJ Wolf, if he really kind of like just plays out of his mind and Medvedev drops from his level in Rome, but or even Madrid, but I'm just not seeing it. And I love Wolf's Wolf's one of my favorite players. I also quite like Nishioka and what watching him, what he brings to the table, but uh, I don't see it. Medvedev is making a fourth round, in my opinion, in all likelihood. And then he's got uh, Chorich or Demonor, and um, Demonor is no threat to Medvedev, in my opinion, but it is important to note that last time they played Paris Masters last year, Medvedev was coming off of Vienna, where he actually played phenomenal. Just, like, amazing defense from way behind the court. His forehand was amazing, hitting these crazy passing shots. His returning was looking a little bit better. I mean, he was he was getting more depth on his shots. He was start a little bit more confident, way more confident, really. I thought he was getting back to the form that we know. And he, he was playing a little bit better in, like, ATP finals, but even though he lost all three matches, but... We, we never saw the real Medvedev after that, but I felt like that was a flash of him again. I always believed that we would quite soon see this new Medvedev re resurge. Vienna was one of the reasons for that. Beat team in uh, great fashion, uh, beat some other players, Sinner, I, I believe. Could be wrong about Sinner, but he, he beat a few players. The point is, is that um, I think that... Uh, in Paris, he really kind of just, <laughs> his level way dropped. His confidence wasn't there. Couldn't get through a tight one with Demon, or usually he's very good at these like kind of tight matches. And, you know, Demonor played well to get through that one, but it was really, Medvedev just wasn't himself in 2022. So I, I, I would say that will add to Demonor's confidence, but also opposite conditions. Paris Masters and Roland Garros. And Demonor is not comfortable on clay. We don't usually say Medvedev's comfortable on clay, but he looked pretty comfortable last week, the way he was moving. So I like Medvedev to get through that. And Chorich, Chorich, I will say, Chorich is actually 4-3 against Medvedev. Daniel has won, Daniel has won both of their matches since 2018, which is important to note. No sets going past 6-3. So Chorich not winning more than three games in any of their sets past 2018 in their two matches. That's the more important stat than a 4-3 head-to-head. But um, I think George has the comfort on clay, the controlled aggression. If he's not making errors, that he can really test Medvedev. George is now getting into form. Uh, made a semifinal, I believe, in Madrid. So if, if Medvedev plays George in the fourth round, I would have a little bit of like warning signs up that maybe something could happen. I think it'll be interesting, and I think he can hurt him. And then there are other names in there, like uh, Dominic Team, Jack Draper, which I think are interesting as well. But um, this is the first round where I won't be totally shocked if Medvedev, Medvedev loses. I could see him losing to one of the guys here. Um, George specifically ringing in my mind a little bit. And he could get revenge off of 
the crazy Dubai match where where George lost the last 21 points, a victim in the murder by Daniel Medvedev that took place in Dubai. Um, but it's clay. It's a different part of the season. George is playing better. And you never know. But Medvedev is still playing a great ball. So we'll see. We'll see, man. But uh, I still expect him to get past the fourth round. And I'm expecting at least a quarterfinal result for Medvedev. That's what I'll say. And then um, despite my warning signs there in the quarters where I do expect Medvedev to get to, he'll most likely have Sinner, maybe Zverev, maybe Dimitrov. Struff is a guy who like rings out in my mind as well. But uh, I'm thinking Sinner. And uh, despite health concerns for Sinner, I'm highly expecting Yannick to make it. And uh, he's like so consistently made it deep in these events. He plays well at RG. Like, uh, like he always looks amazing at this event. Last year he was injured against Rublev, but he was up in that match. Uh, it's all what ifs, but... Uh, 2020 first man in this millennium uh, to get to the quarterfinals of a slam as a teenager, you know, all these different things. So I think center plays very well at RG. Um, and I think he's going to get there. Uh, Dimitrov is interesting to me. He just made a final for the first time in over five years, which was, <laughs> which is more a crazy stat than anything. It's kind of a, a bit of a weird flex. Like, Hey, I made my first final in five years. I'm thir- I'm 32 years old, and that should have been my prime. Um, and I really feel it for Dimitrov because he was coming off of ATP finals. He should have done better than that. He should have done better, but he didn't. And uh, it sucks. He-, he got close a lot of times. But uh, he's a guy who's a great shot maker. He can be very aggressive. Um did well against Medvedev in the slow conditions of Indian Wells, beat him there a couple of years ago. So that's somebody that I could see having a kind of crazy upset. And Dimitrov could reach a Roland Garros semifinal. Uh, let's see. It also depends a lot on Dimitrov's stamina. And uh, the fact that he made a final this week doesn't help either. So that's kind of a long shot. Not a long shot is Yannick Sinner. And uh, that's an interesting contest. Uh, Medvedev, I believe, is six in zero now against um, against Yannick Sinner, uh, and uh, but they've never played on clay, and uh, they've only played once off fast indoors. And of course, that was the Miami final this year. But um, Yannick does seem comfortable on clay. He he loves moving on clay. He can still play very aggressively on clay and uh, really dominate and rush opponents. Really powerful game. We saw it in the first uh, match he played in Rome against Tanasi Kakanakis, where he played one of the best levels we've seen all year and one of the best played sets you'll see in a long time. Won the first 12 points against Tanasi Kakanakis. Center is playing amazing this season. He's going to be extremely confident and feel comfortable on clay, I think. And uh, I don't think that's just like, uh, okay, Medvedev goes through. He's playing well on clay. The thing about their head-to-head is that center can't get through, can't hit through Medvedev. Clay helps for that, gives Medvedev more time. What are we talking about here? Center hasn't won a match. She's down 6-0 in matches, not in a set, in matches. 
what are we talking about? Well, I'd say this. Medvedev, a center, re- sorry, center, reached three straight Masters semis, including Monte Carlo. And uh, he felt ill in Rome, where he was playing incredible. Which is not to say he couldn't have lost to Francisco Serendolo. Credit to Francisco, he's an amazing player. With fantastic forehand, great mentality. All of that. And he can play well in clay as well, by the way. But um, I think I, I think that Sinner could test uh, Medvedev more than we think. But all in all, I would predict that Medvedev gets through that. But I'm just saying it's not a shoe-in. It's definitely not a shoe-in, and I would not be surprised by Sinner if he pulls through that. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Medvedev's fully confident yet on clay, despite a Rome win. I mean, you always have to think big picture. Nobody, no, most Mostly nobody expected this from Medvedev uh, to win the Rome Masters, but you have to think big picture. And... Um, and we, we could be looking at this row Masters just as a one big win on clay, a one Masters title on clay, and then mostly some much better results going forward on clay and in different conditions, which is great. Better competing from Medvedev, better adapting. but um, And that's great, and this win was deserved. But we could be seeing the last clay Masters that Medvedev wins. And then it's like, in hindsight... We should be, we like in the future, we'll be like, oh, in hindsight, we shouldn't have been predicting a huge Roland Garros result for Medvedev. That was kind of almost overachieving. So I'm trying to think through that lens. So I'm just thinking Sinner could have a chance because his tier of play is so high. He feels comfortable on clay. He feels confident. He can also be aggressive. He might get over on Medvedev, uh, who historically doesn't like clay as much. And I think Sinner enjoys really all three surfaces a lot. Uh, but I say he gets through that, and then he would have Rude or Runa. Medvedev should feel great if he gets into Rude. Sorry, and just one last thing. He could have also played Zverev in the last round, and Zverev hopes he does, Zverev hopes that Medvedev does not play him, because right now, Zverev, uh, his worst nightmare is Medvedev, who's beaten him in, um... Beat him where Monte Carlo in uh, Madrid, um, I believe, or sorry, in Rome, uh, beat him in Indian Wells. I mean, right now, Medvedev is Zverev's worst nightmare, um, and Zverev doesn't want to play him. And even if Zverev does play Medvedev, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just thinking Zverev, he's not going to be that much of a test, and neither do I think is rude. Um I don't think Rude has much that can hurt Medvedev. He has a great record versus Rude. And then against Runa, he just got one over against Runa in uh, in Rome, which is not to say that that will happen again in Roland Garros. I think people are too quick if a result happens in an event to, to say, oh, okay, well, now we have to put this person who won the match over this guy who lost it as the favorite. Like, that's not necessarily true. Tennis is a game of small margins. You have to consider so many different things. And uh, you have to consider likelihoods. If you just go likelihoods by who won the last match, you're, you're going to be one of the worst betters uh, around. So um, I think that um, he should feel great whoever he plays. But I, I think uh, Runa can also raise it up a notch um, and he could get a win. 
I I honestly think that he Runa has a great draw and should mostly cruise, especially with the tier of play that he's played this year. Um, no real opponents that can hurt him until the quarterfinals against Rude. And uh, I, I don't think health should be a concern. I mean, he took the week off this week um, after Rome, and I don't know. I, I think Runa will be fine, and generally I am somebody that is concerned about his physical uh, abilities, but I, I think that Runa is honestly probably going to be fine going into the semis. About the finals is a better question. If Runa does get to the finals, which is a huge if, but if he makes it to the finals, that's a better question. Um, but uh, to speed this up a little bit, so um, I'd say uh, though it all looks good from like the fourth round to the semis, there, there are ways I can see this going downhill. And uh, as much as I love like an RG clay, like redemption fairy tale for Medvedev, just feel like one of those names from Runa to Sinner to even Chorich or Zverev Dimitrov, one of those guys might just pull it off. And I'm not as like, confident in Medvedev at, on clay as I uh, want to be, even though he, he was playing at like a hard court last, last week, and that's a great sign. Moving so well, and uh, we'll get back, we'll get more to that, his recent results in his form. Now I'll speak on Daniel's uh, results in Roland Garros. So he's played the main draw six times since 2017, qualities in 2016. He's only two times when he's played the tournament has he won a match. Uh, so, in, and that was starting in 2021. Uh, in 2019, which was a great year for Medvedev, by the way, he lost a two-set lead in the first round to uh, Hugh Herbert. Uh, despite a great run earlier in Monte Carlo, and that uh, to, blowing a two-set lead is usually a sign of a lack of confidence that you can't quite put it away. Not always, but it's often the case, especially in a first round, especially against a player who's much lower ranked than Medvedev was at the time. The fact he couldn't put that away despite holding such a big lead. Um, then in 2020, Martin Fuksovich, and Martin Fuksovich, I always think looks like well above his ranking. Um, Amazing player, amazing hitter, but um, he lost to Fuksovic in four sets, six one in the fourth. And Fuksovic, I mean, Medvedev is just a better player than that. And if he wants to be a contender, for example, at Roland Garros, then he needs to not be losing to guys like that. So, anyway, 17, 18, 19, and 20, all bad losses, especially against Herbert blowing a two set lead, all bad losses. Then he goes into uh, 2021. And uh, with a much better run, he beats Bublik, he beats Paul, he beats Opelka, which some of those guys aren't clay players, but still a good run. And uh, yeah, and then he plays Garen in the fourth round. Christian Garen, who's, you know, the dirt is basically his, his home. Uh, and uh, he won 6-2, 6-1, finished it, finished it off 7-5. That was it. And... Uh, then he loses to Titspas, who just played amazing that year. Just aggressive, fully in control, working the court, you know. Uh, Titspas was tough to beat that year, and I think Titspas will still remain tough to beat at Roland Garros. Really loved the way he played that year, and usually when I see somebody play as well as Titspas did at Roland Garros, usually they'll end up winning the tournament or at least having another shot at it again. So I'll just put that out there. And I'm not even the highest on, on Titspas being like a major champion or multi-major champion. And, oh, he's good on clay courts, hard courts. Well, he is. But I I'm not the guy to be like, 
he's going to win Australian Open, French Open. He's going to win all these events. But Tsitsipas or Roland Garros is something to watch out for. Anyway, that being said, so that wasn't a bad loss by Medvedev. Great run to the quarters, even though he lost in straight sets to Steph. And then he didn't lose a fourth set. Sorry, he didn't lose a set until the fourth round last year. Lost to Chilich in straight sets. Badly beaten. Chilich was playing great, but not a good loss for Medvedev. And Medvedev really could, could have competed better. Just Again, Medvedev on clay just gets down on himself when, when he goes down in the score. And uh, he did, just doesn't historically compete as well on other surfaces. This year, Medvedev is a gladiator on clay suddenly, and it started in Monte Carlo. He just decided, I don't care where I'm playing. I'm playing so good. I had a horrible season last year. You know what? I'm coming for all of y'all. And I, I don't care where it is. It could be on clay. It could be on hard. It could be on grass. It could be on ice. If I have a tennis racket in my hand, then I'm, uh, then I'm winning the match. That's what Medvedev basically said. And uh, now he's competing much better. So I, I don't want to chalk it all up to these past results, but the past results aren't great. Four first rounders, one good run to the quarters, though some may say that the uh, it's relatively mild opposition up to that point. And uh, then last year, fourth round loses to Chilch like 6-2, 6-3, 6-2, I think. Something like that. So uh, not great his history at Roland Garros, and that's one of the reasons I'm a little bit hesitant on thinking that Medvedev is going to win Roland Garros and follow up Rome and do all of this, do all of that. I'm a little bit hesitant and think that we might want to pu push it back a little bit. And that comes as a Medvedev fan. I'm a Medvedev fan. Uh, and that just comes from me thinking realistically or trying to. And I could be wrong, but that's my thoughts on it. And um, Overall on clay, you know this, he's performed worse on clay than on hard courts. On hard courts, he's a fantastic, just amazing player, such a high tier of play, plays unorthodox, but such high talent levels, even though it may look weird, it may not look flashy. He gets it done, hits these crazy shots from crazy positions that nobody else can do. Looks like a crazy person, stands 100 feet behind the baseline, and yet he can re hit a return by you down the line as if it's nothing. So um, so I'd say that as well, uh, that on hard courts he's amazing, but on clay courts he's uh, just over 50% in 53 matches. On grass courts he's even 66%, well above, well above percentage. On clay courts, and he's played 50 matches on grass compared to 53 on clay. Clay is an infinitely longer season than grass courts. Grass is a blip in the season. Um, which we need to improve, by the way. Grass should be longer, but that has nothing to do with anything, but it should be longer. And um, But he's, uh, he's, his clay is just not as good as, um, as the other surfaces, and it, it's, it, I chalk it up to a couple of things. It's um, in the past, specifically competing a big part of tennis is when you get down in the score not to get down on yourself it's to believe in yourself and know that you have a chance even if it's a two percent chance in the past Medvedev would go in probably with a 0.5 percent chance in his head that he could pull something off win the tournament if he goes down a set that goes down to zero he's done he's out of it I'm done 
Medvedev goes down the score on clay, he's done. He's competing better uh, in the very tight matches, like we saw against Zverev and Monte Carlo, for example. Uh, he is moving better, which for me is actually the number one thing. Medvedev's game is about being able to hit shots from very difficult positions that are very effective, very aggressive, have the pace on them, which is well, which we'll get to my third thing. He is moving so that he can get into those positions, whether it's very difficult ones or not so difficult, but he needs to be able to move well. Regardless of being a six foot six guy, movement's absolutely essential for Medvedev's game. And when he can't move and slide on the clay like he's learned to do better this year, he can't get into those positions. He's moving way better, sliding better. He's he's really figured it out. He he was already moving better in Madrid. He said himself, I'm playing better in Madrid. I don't care a loss to Oslan Karatsev. Oslan Karatsev, who has this crazy uh, quarterfinal, sorry, um, qualifier run every like uh, two years. I don't care. He played well. I'm just happy I'm playing well. He stayed in Madrid. He practiced for a few days, tried to get the movement down on the faster conditions, which I'm sure he loves. And Medvedev said, you know what? I can move on the surface like it's a hard court. I can slide on the surface like it's a hard court. And that's what Medvedev said. And um, no, I, and it, it's really like that. So, And it's the pace that he can get on his shots. His forehand is... Get, uh, getting better now. I, I think he's even hitting over it a little bit more to add some more spin and heaviness, which is obviously great for Clay. But just in general, he's moving better. Um, his serve wasn't hitting as much. Obviously, it's flat a lot of the time. That's why, and he doesn't. He stands a lot um, behind the baseline. So you would think that his game is great for Clay, but there are a few things that take it away from him like the pace on his shots that he needs despite being so far behind the baseline. It's very, he's an aggressive counterpuncher. So there are a few things he's improved now that help his game at least be more decent for clay. That's really helped out. And just improving his movement has been a key factor. Vedov's form has been incredible. Six finals of his last eight events, including finals in Indian Wells, Miami, and Rome. Rome, a first clay event for Medvedev at any level. He's adapted his game to any surface, like I said, any condition. He just has that form. And uh, it's been amazing to watch. Um, returning way better than he was last year. Just so many things unlocked, you know. I mean, I don't know how much I need to say it. He... Uh, you know, he won 19 matches in a row, won tournaments like Doha, Dubai, Rotterdam, beating great players, Djokovic on the way, center on the way after being down a set in uh, Rotterdam when Yannick was playing amazing. Um, you know, so many things reached the final of Indian Wells where he's historically, I thought he would never reach the final of Indian Wells. I'll be honest. I never thought that would happen. Never got past a quarterfinal at Indian Wells or Miami. I don't think he'd ever gone to a quarterfinal in Indian Wells. Um, always had such weird losses there, like the one against Dimitrov that I actually uh, mentioned earlier. So, it's, it, and then Miami, he uh, he beat, um, what was it, Center in the final. Uh, 
and he's not all of these things. I, I mean, he's just playing amazing. He's uh, moving so, so well, defending like crazy, just playing his game, you know, amazing backhands. Um, the forehands hitting through the court amazingly, serving fantastic. Mentality is just unbridled. I think he's um, like 34-0 or something after winning the first set, doesn't let up a lead, 9-0 and zero in deciding sets. Since Korda in Australian Open, Medvedev has been on a different planet. What do I think this bodes for Roland Garros? He has a 7-6 and six record at Roland Garros. That's just the facts. I always take huge stakes into how well a, a player has played at a recent event, though with a little bit, a tiny asterisk. But a player always goes into an event knowing how well they played in the past. It adds to their confidence. And a specific court, uh, don't, people don't put enough weight into that. They put weight into surfaces. But each tennis court is often just a little bit different. The crowds are a little bit different. And play, that's just the way the human mind works, you know? Every court is a little bit different. If you've visited a court five times, you've done well in the past, then you're going to be happy going on to the court. If you've lost first round five times, not going to be so happy. But then we go to the asterisk. Look at Rome. Medvedev had never won a match in Rome before a couple weeks ago. Never a match. And yet he wins the whole event, beating some fantastic players on, on the route. So, um, we'll see. I, I think that I still just am not comfortable enough with that seven and six number, and I'm putting weight into that. And um, I'm putting weight into the fact that I, I'm just not as confident in Medvedev on clay week in, week out as I would like to be, although I, and, and his competitive nature. It's much better now. But I'm, I would be lying if I said that I was 100% sure that I would be able to rely on that he will play that well week in, week out on clay. Knowing his record, knowing his history. If he repeats Rome again, then I'm going to totally be different. But I, to me, one tournament is just not a good enough show for me to put him in t- through to a final. So... um I mentioned earlier that he has players on the way like Chorich, Dimitrov, Sinner, uh, potentially Zverev, uh, Runa, all these different guys. And um, to me, I just I just think one of those guys might get it. He's a pretty good match for each of those guys, but I just think one of those guys might get it. So in terms of my predicted result for Daniel Medvedev, I'm predicting a quarterfinal result. And I say that thinking that there is a decent chance he makes the semis because I like him against every single guy. Like I said, he was moving amazing last week, hitting amazing. Yeah, hitting through the court, you know, just sliding so well, hitting amazing backhands, winning backhand to backhand rallies against anybody on clay right now, the way he's moving up to that shot and just hitting that shot. Um, you know, but... Uh, at the end of the day, I uh, I guess it's just my confidence in Medvedev with what I've seen in the past. I just need him to prove it one more time for me to put him through to, for example, a Roland Garros final before I feel 
that he's that confident on clay because i don't even know if medvedev thinks like he's uh gonna be that comfortable on clay every time as he is on a hard court or something like this um but medvedev's in great form and uh in a way i hope to be proven wrong and i uh, i hope he makes it past the quarterfinal anyway uh this has been anthony hirsch um I'm uh, we're gonna be stream. I'm gonna be streaming more uh, Roland Garros uh, matches. I'm hoping. Anyway, this has been uh, my contender profile for Danielle Medvedev, um, who uh, new uh, new champion on the clay surface, uh, really broken through, and we'll see how he does in Roland Garros. Um, but I think he has a lot of tough opponents, even if the draw looks fairly favorable. Uh, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes through. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Anthony Hirsch. Uh, I thank you for watching. Uh, hope you come back for Quality Shot Tennis. We're going to be covering Roland Garros for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to be covering Roland Garros as well, a few matches for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, hope you stick around. Please like, please subscribe to, uh, to the channel. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching.